Hey everyone, welcome into the first episode of the Spoiler Alert Podcast. Dylan and Ty here, and you know, basically this podcast, it's a movie podcast. Uh, we will talk about movies we've seen, movies we want to see, and you know, we'll probably have some unique episodes coming up. Uh, spoiler alert here, just to start off with. We obviously are big into mob movies, if you know us at all. Um, yeah. So we want to do best mob movies of all time, and I think, Ty, we already kind of agree on number one. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, we we'll, we'll save it for that episode, but I think that'll be a, that'll be a good one for sure. So this episode, we want to get into uh, our nominees for best movies of 2022. And now a key note here about this is when we say best, we we're gonna go by like entertainment value, movies we've seen that we actually enjoyed, not so much you know the fancy pants artsy. Uh, nominations that the Oscars put out where like this movie was technically great or cinematically uh, very well done, directed well, that stuff. We're going to focus more on the enjoyability of these movies and rank them that way. Right. Movies we like, not just like what's critically acclaimed. Oh, that should be it. Yeah, because let's be honest. A lot of the movies that get nominated for Best Picture, most people haven't seen some movies even aren't in theaters or a very select few number of theaters that make it difficult for people to see. So it'll be good. We'll have an episode, you know, we'll talk about the nominees and be like, okay, which are these uh, worth taking your time to see? Because some of the time they're just not. Yeah. For a casual movie goer, like I can't imagine anybody going to see a lot of these movies, but for someone like us, this is perfect. So before we jump into all that, there are a few movies upcoming this week, uh, a little limited here, but we'll, we'll talk through them. So uh, number one on this list, I don't I, I didn't put it in any order. By no means this is the best <laughs> movie coming out, uh, but 80 for Brady. A uh, bunch of old ladies want to go to Super Bowl to see Brady because they're old and might die then before the next time he makes it to the Super Bowl. I really don't know if that's a story, but that's what makes sense to me. Uh, Ty, it looks like dog shit. Um, and I think a lot of people are already agreeing because IMDb has turned off ratings for the movie. The last time I looked, it was in like the threes. Oh and my, now it's completely has, off. <laughs> this has potential to not only be the worst movie of the year, like we're looking like all time, just talk shit movies. I don't know who wants to see us other than people in New England. And even then, like who really even gives that much of a shit anymore? Yeah. Get, get over it. Brady, it like. We we're obvious uh, football fans. Um, we're probably sick of hearing about Tom Brady about now, and maybe that's why we're a little bitter. Yeah. Uh, but it just doesn't look good. Who who no. cares? Yeah, I can't. I don't think I know one single person which is not even my grandma. Who no. I mean, she doesn't like Tom Brady either. But regardless, just dog shit all around movie. Yeah. So it's old people hangover. Uh, Fun fact about this, I saw that the four lead actresses have five Oscars between them. So wow. that's maybe I maybe it's the end of their career. I, I don't know. They're just trying to get that bag. Yeah, sure why Tom not? Brady, I'm sure Tom Brady's going to pay him each handsomely to make him look good in this movie. Yeah, and he got Gronky in it. So I, I like Gronk. You know, that might be entertaining, but Gronk's funny. He's good for a couple 69 jokes, whatever, you know. Yeah, he'll have a few Super Bowl commercials. I'm anxious to see how much this movie costs to make and how much it's going to make against its budget. I don't think it's going to make a profit. Right. 
see if they have a budget here. Oh, this was filmed in Houston. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I don't see a budget on here yet, but maybe maybe next time. Uh, it might next... not be a very big budget, but regardless, it's uh, it's going to be a flop. I, I get scared how many of these movies just get made somehow. It, it's... It should be harder to make a movie than this. Like this, like next movie here, uh, another M Night Shyamalan. I can't say his name very well, but another M Night uh, movie where you know there's going to be a, a twist, and that's kind of a shame now. Associated with his names are are big twists, so you know what twist is coming. Yeah. You might not know what it is, but you know one's coming, and that might be tough for him. Um, yeah. Personally, his last two movies I didn't enjoy. Ty, I think you're on the same page. Yeah, not great. It was old. What was the other one? Uh, God. The any uh the un unbreakable? No, that was the first yes, one. Yes, that was it. Glass. 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 Unbreakable oh, was the my. first one. Split was great. That one had Split that one great. like really like had people talking about M Night again, and then this whole new universe he had built here, and then Glass came out and just completely just took it on yeah. it all. And then so, old, I don't even know what I expected. It was not good <laughs> at all. Like they go to the beach and get old. That's spoiler alert. That's the movie. <laughs> it's kind of that's like eighty for Brady. They just get old. Yeah, they're gonna um, get old. And Tom Brady's probably gonna win a Super Bowl. Or whatever. That's the movie. The spoiler alert for that one too. Apparently, uh, he has a show on uh, Apple TV as well. That's apparently pretty decent. And uh, Ron Weasley's in it, so that's the biggest reason I would watch it. But he does shout have a TV out to show. Harry Potter and Ron Weasley. Damn right. All right. Uh, knock at the cabin. So, yeah, this looks pretty decent. I will 100% see it. Ty, it sounds like you're planning on seeing it this weekend. Um, 100%. High expectations, or are you going in with low and just hoping it's good? I have high expectations. I heard this is, from what I've seen so far, it's, I've heard it's getting good reviews. Um, I love Batista. I think he's probably, regardless of like WWE guys turned actors, I just think he's a great actor. So anything he's in, I'm going to love, especially him and like, Blade Runner 2049, he killed it. That was such a good role. I think he's kind of going to be like a weird, creepy kind of cult-like guy in this movie, which I'm excited about. I love all that shit. I think this looks super interesting. And I just saw this is based on a book. So anything that's got a source material is always going to be a little bit better than something just M. Night made up on his own and decided to twist around and shit like that. So I'm excited for it. Good to know. Uh, I'm also looking at the cast. Ron Weasley's also in this one, so get him in there. Dude's dude's killing it. Uh, all right, next one here, The Amazing Maurice. It is an animated movie about a uh, cat who has a money-making scam because, you know, what does every cat need? Money. <laughs> um, I haven't even heard about this one. Not, I'm not touching that one. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on, Sword Art Online. Ty, did you watch the original Sword Art Online anime? I have not. I'm not a huge anime guy. I try to dabble every now and then. I like, okay. I mean, Dragon Ball Z, obviously, and I'm kind of sure. into some Cowboy Bebop, but okay. other than that, I don't, I don't dabble too much. I, okay. I do want to watch Chainsaw Man. I heard that's yeah. good. Yes, very, it is very good. I, I read uh, the whole ma- manga as well. Um, but oh, nice. Sword Art Online uh, is one of those shows where the first season did very well, and then mm-hmm. they're like, okay, we need to make more, just money. And then it turned to shit. So mm-hmm. I'm a little worried about the movie here. Uh, but basically, the story is a, a kid plays a video game, uh, mm-hmm. kind of like a virtual reality video game, but super high tech. And he gets mm-hmm. stuck inside of it, needs to escape. So oh, okay. 
I don't know how there's really a movie about it, but that is coming out. Okay. It sounds interesting enough. That whole premise is always kind of interesting. Kind of like a Ready Player One kind of vibe, something like that. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, if you're going to watch it, or the show, rather, the anime, first season, drop out. Don't pretend nothing else exists. Last one here, uh, Bosch and Rocket. Uh, This is with the the lesser-known Hemsworth brother. Um, He's probably most famous from his role in Westworld. Uh, But little, I'll read a little blurb here. In the late summer, along the Australian coach, uh, Coast, Bosch, a young father, goes on the run for drug dealing with his surf gang. Uh, huh. In tow is his son, Rocket, which, I mean, if one Hemsworth brother is traveling around with a rocket, you need another one, right? Yeah. Uh, so who believes he is on a magical holiday? Uh, quite honestly, when I read that description, I thought it was a comedy. It is not. It is a drama. Oh. <laughs> so, it does sound like it would be a comedy. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what happens there. I'd never heard anything about it literally until I looked at uh what movies are coming out this week. Yeah, me either. That is what's coming out. I think we pretty much agree we only care about Knock at the Cabin. Mm-hmm. But uh Oscar nominees have been released. Uh we're we're gonna go through real quick uh the nominees for the best picture, uh mostly to compare to what we end up nominating for our favorite films of 2022. So I'll run through this list real quick and then maybe we take uh, a minute or so for each and and talk about what we liked about it or if we've even seen it. Uh, Some of these I have not seen. Uh, So nominated for Best Picture, All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar, The Way of Water, The Banshees of Inchirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, and Women Talking. So let's just start from the top here, Ty. Um, All Quiet on the Western Front. I believe you said you haven't seen this one, right? Yeah, this is one of the ones I still haven't seen. I know it's on Netflix, right? Yes, it is. Yes. So is it in German or is it like subtitled or is it dubbed over in English? Because I know Uh, it was a German movie, right? All the above. Okay. All the above. So uh, the original recording uh, for Mm -hmm. the voices is German. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can watch it with subtitles. There's, of course, a dub as well. I, I try right. this. This goes back to my my anime watching. I always do uh, subtitles because yeah, a lot of the awful. times the, the English uh, dubbing is awful. Yeah. Um, no, but, I definitely love war movies and all that stuff. I, 1917 was great. Uh, I'll definitely I'm going to watch this by the time our Oscar episode comes out. So I'll have a better take on it. But I'm excited to watch this one. But I got to make the time to do it for sure. Um, I did see it. Um, I'll, I'll go into it without any spoilers. You know, we're not at mm-hmm. spoiler alert section here. <laughs> um, but it was, uh, as far as a war movie goes, uh, the actual war scenes, the battle scenes, mm-hmm. extremely well done. I'm talking about glimpses Ooh, okay. of uh, Saving Private Ryan. Like, that's nice. that's high praise. Oh, um, yeah, absolutely. So think about, like, when they're Storm in Normandy. A lot of the action scenes here are are similar to that. Very... Um, detailed in what's going on. Uh, this yeah. was a very old movie. I believe it's from the 1930s or so, because it mm-hmm. is about World War I. Um, I also believe it was based on a book. But um, what they captured really well in the original movie and the book, mm-hmm. you're supposed to feel bad for the German soldiers, even though you know they're the quote-unquote bad guys 
Right. They were still very young men going into war and maybe yeah. they didn't know why they're brainwashed in some way. And you're supposed mm-hmm. to feel that for them. And that that's what I didn't get from this new version. Action yeah. scenes. Amazing though. I'm definitely going to give it a watch here. I see that it's got the same audience score as the, well, just about the same audience score as the critic score on tomatoes. It's 92 and 90. So high praise mm-hmm. from critics and audiences. And then, Ty, I'll, I'll let you talk about Avatar Way of Water here. Water here. I think you have a little bit uh, more positive things to say, um, but probably more detailed as well, as I um, didn't make it the whole way through it. <laughs> you didn't? You noped out of the movie? I did. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I think we both had the same opinion going in this movie. We were like, who really gives a shit, really? Like, this is coming out 10 years too late, all that. But I was pleasantly surprised with it, and I liked it i liked it a lot uh honestly uh i think it was it's on it's gonna be an honorable mention for our list later on here in the episode but yeah i think it kind of broke that mold. it might follow the same mold but it goes along with i from here you can kind of tell where they're going to go next with it but it's looking like mm-hmm. every every time a movie an avatar movie is released it's going to make two billion dollars uh oh, james yeah. cameron did it again Fair enough. I was not, yeah, I I definitely liked it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm actually, I'm surprised you didn't like it. What, what, <laughs> yeah. what part did you nope out at? It was just very basic. The The effects are amazing. A hundred percent, they should win. Uh, best special effects, they absolutely deserve that. No doubt in my mind. Right. But to me, it's like, okay, he's been uh, living with the Avatar people for mm-hmm. what a decade now or something like that it was and something like that yeah the whole point of the first movie was hey get off this planet go away this isn't for you this is ours we live here and then they they just fucking come back you know with mm-hmm. a new leader or whatever and yeah. then it, it felt like the same story that was already told to me um yeah. just with aquatic creatures and stuff but um that, that that's really just my problem with it. Uh, and it, the first avatar, um, I think we talked about it where, was it a decent movie? Sure. But it was only as popular as it was because of the actual, um, way it was to be viewed at the time. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 3d IMAX. One right. of the first movies to be properly adapted for that format. And it, mm-hmm. it, it, I'll agree. It looked amazing in that format, but story, you start digging into it, um, a lot of holes. Yeah, definitely. And like I have written down here, I took, I did take some notes. They, there's no way they can keep doing this seven more times. Like even like yeah. just like coming back and just bringing another squad of dudes to come take over the Navi, all that stuff. It's not going to happen. There's no way they can keep pulling that off. So they're going to have to change it up somehow. And I've written in this one before I even saw that it was going to be announced. A, a fire Navi land is going to be in the third one. I had written down, I can see Navi wearing a scarf and uh, goggles in the desert and shit. So I wouldn't be so, surprised if that comes up in the third one. So are they just going through all the elements now? You know, we got water. We're going to have fire here. Are we going to have ice? And then we already probably. have Earth. <laughs> okay, yeah, I wouldn't great. be surprised. They're probably pulling the uh, the Avatar. Actually, yeah, Avatar Last oh, Air. No. All those. <laughs> oh my god, I might have just, I might have just done something there. I might have broke the matrix here. Clicked it all in Avatar. Um, Avatar. Calling back to the horrible Avatar movie. That was another M Night Shyamalan movie. Oh yeah, that's right. You I directed that. People shit. forget. People forget. 
I don't know why they chose him, but okay. <laughs> it's um, so random. Yeah, so yeah, that that's my thoughts on that. Uh, the next one we have here, the Banshees of Incheon. Um, Ty, I have not tried to watch this movie yet, but you have, and you did not make it. Yeah, I don't know if it was just because I was. It was in the evening. I wasn't giving it my full attention. I didn't know if it was going to be a movie I had to give my full attention to. It was kind of on in the background as I was like doing some work and playing around on my phone, all that stuff. So it kind of lost me, and I didn't finish it. But I do want to go back and finish it and watch it because I know it's getting a lot of high praise here. Yeah, and and I'll do the same. So uh, Ty, we're both uh, betting people. Oh yeah, uh, Banshees has second best odds of winning best picture at plus 225 behind everything everywhere all at once. Not bad odds. Honestly, I could see it sneaking in and winning. And we'll, we'll talk about all the other odds here in a, in a second, but those mm-hmm. are the only two that are like pretty close. Cause after that, it's like plus a thousand or greater. Right. Um, so, uh, next one here, Elvis, Ty, I hated this movie. <laughs> really? I, mean, I hated I almost it. Watched it. I almost watched it this weekend with my girlfriend, but we decided not to. It was late at night. We didn't want to start it, but the, all these biopics are starting to get a little bit exhausting, and I knew you said you didn't like it, so that's what I was hesitant to start it and watch it. Yeah, yeah it was... Um, so when I was thinking about it, I'm like, okay, uh, maybe this will be like Walk the Line. Love that movie. Mm-hmm. Very Walk good Great. one about so Johnny Cash. Time. Exactly. So... Joaquin did amazing work there and uh, not taking anything away from Austin Butler. He, Mm -hmm. as an actor, very well done. I think the, um, him saying his voice changed due to how he had to do that movie is a little, uh, exaggerated, but I, cringe. sure. sure. (laughs) Yes, it Uh is. So again, appreciate the work you put into the movie. He was very well done. But the movie is a lie. So much of yeah. it is inaccurate. And when you see something like that, that's what I want to see. I don't want to see uh, Elvis riding around with his buddy in his car blasting Cardi B. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, my. Is that so, actually in the movie? Th- I don't know if it was Cardi B because I, I couldn't tell you a single song of hers. Um, right. But it was modern music, modern rap that's music. bizarre. And I'm like, it also, it, it also has that very like Boz Lerman look to it. I yeah. saw it too, which so is definitely it, different. It's not for everybody. It it was not great for me. And they made it seem like he was best friends with um, this other African-American artist at the time. And mm-hmm. that was just incorrect. So yeah. just like shoving stuff in there, you know, I don't know if it's for an agenda or what. Mm-hmm. It, quit, quit lying. Yeah. <laughs> so, I also heard that Tom Hanks was like insufferable in this movie. Yeah. And he was, I think that that was part of his character. So I think maybe he was supposed to be, mm-hmm. but Tom, Tom has had better films. Yeah. He's on the, uh, I think it might be safe to say he's on a slow decline here. Yeah. It's a shame. Uh, the man called auto. I mean, I can't think of a movie. Well, never mind. I can think of a movie I'd rather not watch, but how boring <laughs> does that sound? 80 for Brady. But I mean, Man called Auto is not far behind it. We're gonna keep calling back to that shit. <laughs> we are. It's gonna be. It's probably gonna be brought up every time we see a bad movie. It's like it's bad, but it's not eighty for Brady. The favorite for the Oscars to win Best Pictures, uh, Best Picture, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Current favorite to win at minus two twenty five. Um, I, I should also probably explain minus odds for something are is quote unquote good 
Not so much for return on money, but good as in they are expected to win. It's a higher probability to win. If you're not mm-hmm. a, a better, you know, you you might not know such a thing, but they are the current right. favorite. That's really all you need to know. Yeah, the odds-on um, favorite, you make your money back or whatever. And then uh, favorite, uh, they're also favored for best director uh, with, with the Daniels at minus 140. Um, we could talk a little quickly here about this movie. But we'll get into it more during our Oscars episode, but mm-hmm. very enjoyable movie, uh, completely different. When I first watched it, I thought it was a Chinese movie, like actually made in China. <laughs> it was going to be completely in Chinese, went into the movie not knowing anything about it. And sometimes I think that's the best way to see the movie is just 100%. no reviews, just go in. Um, yeah. But I was pleasantly surprised and, I, I again, very worthy of Best Picture. Yeah, I think we'll have a lot more to say about this movie here coming up whenever we give our best of list, not to spoil that. But, yeah, I, I have a lot to say. I love, love this movie. The Fablemans is only nominated for Best Picture because Steven Spielberg is the director. He's also up for Best Director at plus 110. Ty, did you see The Fablemans? Still have not seen The Fablemans because you told me that it was not good, and I, I believe you. It I was, your word. I, I should, it was good to a point. It felt like right. three movies put into one. Yeah. And the first movie of the three was so good. Mm -hmm. extremely interesting you know it's this kid uh he grows up with his father who's a very very smart engineer so he's always on the cutting edge of technology of of video cameras and stuff like that um and the kid takes an interest in that and starts making movies with his friends uh in his boy scout group stuff like that very interesting yeah that sounds cool and then it goes into a, a teen drama that you would see on the cw Ah, okay. And then I'm like, okay, I don't care about any of this. Yeah. It is based on Spielberg's life, right? Or like loosely based on it? Roughly, yes. Yes. Um, But yeah, we won't go into spoilers there. Just it was three different films thrown into one. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Next one here, Tar. Um, Oh, I'm probably, we might watch that tonight, actually. But uh, Ah, it is about a true story about a conductor, female conductor. I don't know exactly what it's about, but apparently she's very famous in that world, and it's basically about her life. I had this one actually down as one of the ones that I probably wouldn't watch as far as the Best Picture nominees go. If you watch and tell me it's good, I'll probably give it a go. I I definitely will watch Faye Woman's Elvis and All Quiet on Lesser Front. I was thinking more of Tar and Triangle of Sadness. Not for me, but if you like it, I'll give it a go. Appreciate that. Uh, Top Gun, Maverick. Kick-ass movie. Uh, that's all I'm going to say because we're going to talk about it later. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yep, we'll hear about that one, too. Uh, Triangle of Sadness, watched that a couple of days ago. Awful. Um, I can sum the plot up very quickly for everyone. Uh, rich people, bad. That's, huh. that's the entire movie. And it just... I wonder how it got a nomination. I, be, I Actually, I'll tell you how. Because the people in the Academy, the everyone who's voting on what gets there, they want to make themselves feel good, like they're actually normal, everyday people, and they're not. So they're right. like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to say rich people are bad. But, the, you know, at the same time, they let Harvey Weinstein do everything he wanted for decades. Exactly. So th- that's why that's there. So I see we don't need I see plus 10,000, by the way, for best picture. It's tied for last. Wow. Uh, finally, women talking. Um, I have not seen this one. It is. I don't know if it tr- if it is exactly a true story. I know 
this is something that happens pretty commonly. I'll, I'll do a little slight, short story here. Um, uh, women talking, it's going to be about uh, Mennonites and how they abuse their women, uh, sexually assault them, stuff like that. Um, oh, gosh. Side story. Uh, this does happen in the real world. We have a lawyer friend who defended a Mennonite who left her home, ran away, and her parents were trying to get her back. She's tried running away multiple times. They caught her. They pulled out her teeth. And oh, my gosh. Just horrible story. I imagine that's exactly what Women Talking is going to be about. Huh. I mean, it does sound interesting. I hadn't heard about it really until this, until the nomination came up. But I'll definitely yeah. probably give that a go if it's as dramatic and interesting as that sounds. And, and this happens in our home state, Ty, Pennsylvania. That's where a lot of them live. Yeah, like upstate. And yep. uh, what is it? Um, Near Funxitani as well. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we always drive through their quote-unquote country as we go. We used to have a fishing camp up there. Uh, okay, yeah. We would go up to the Amish country whenever I had a camp in here as well and like just buy stuff from them, like cakes, pies, all that. Honestly, yeah. great stuff, but yeah. Good stuff. So let's get into our nominations, Ty, for, for what we think was the best movies of uh, 2022. We'll go back and forth here for our nominations. Some of them will be the same. Some of them won't be. Mm-hmm. Then after that, you know, we'll get into uh, some honorable mentions. So I'll let you go first, Ty. Who is your first nomination? My first nomination. So should I go five to one or one to five? Do it, do it randomly, because then we will put them in order uh, after we talk about who's even nominated. Okay, I'll do one that I don't think is on your list, and I'm going to go with X slash Pearl. Like, okay. If I had to pick just one, I think I would take X since it started off this new trilogy that's going to be coming out, but... I was so pleasantly surprised with X here. Uh, I just thought, like, whatever, horror movie, give it a go. Um, And now Ty West has created a great movie trilogy off what was so unexpected. And Kid Cudi was in it too, so shout out to him. But it was just a good horror movie. All the kills, uh, great. And some of them uh, foreshadowed throughout the movie. You watched it. Uh, The ending was great. And then we get Pearl off the back of that, which was filmed simultaneously with it, which just unbelievable. I loved it too. Mia Goth, what a great actor. She should have probably been nominated, honestly, for for Pearl. Uh, she had such a great monologue. It, la- it went on for almost eight minutes, and her smile closing out the movie was insane. It was just... Yeah. I love both these movies, uh, so I can't wait to see Maxine now whenever it comes out. And I think it's fair to, to consider them one thing, right? Because right. It, it could be. You could stitch these movies together, kind of like you can Godfather 1 and 2, and, and just have it as a as a large movie. Uh, right. But yeah, Mia Goth in, in both of those. Um, Jenna Ortega, who is now Wednesday Adams. Oh, yeah. Uh, also yeah, in I it. Am. And th- she's in so many horror movies, and um, you wouldn't expect it, but Britney Snow. Uh, oh, yeah. The girl from Hairspray, Pitch, Pitch Perfect. Yeah. Uh, but she's in quite a few horror movies now. Uh, she was in one called Would You Rather. And oh, yeah. Do you know who else was in that movie? I'm not sure. Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. That is so random. But, uh, and it was pretty solid. It was essentially kind of like a, a fucked up game scenario um, where people had to do fucked up shit for money. Uh, we, yeah, we don't need to go into that. On Netflix. But yeah, I remember seeing that one on Netflix a long time ago. But yeah. Yeah, sol- solid watch. But Britney Snow in X as well. Uh, when Do you know when Maxine is coming out? Um, I'd have to say, I think it's going to be about a year at least until it okay. comes out. I know there was like a, a tease for it at the end of Pearl, 
Gotcha. I think they still have to film it all. But because Pearl was filmed simultaneously with X, that's why it came out so quickly off the back of X there. Sure. But it's a movie, it has, you know, those A24 vibes, right? Where it's kind of a slow burn, but then it gets brutal very quickly. Oh, yeah, definitely. The ending, like that ending sequence where, okay, spoiler alert, we're going to do it. Wednesday Adams, Jenna Ortega, gets her face shot with a shotgun, ripped apart. (laughs) The guy walking by scares him to death. He has a heart attack. He dies. And then, which leads to Pearl's death. Absolutely crazy movie. And yeah, Ty, I do. I did not have that on my nominations, but I do agree that what both of those enjoyable films, I, I actually think I like Pearl a little more than X, but they're they're very similar. I think I like learning about backstories. Um, right. You know, those prequel type movies are are usually pretty interesting, and mm-hmm. just how she always seemed to be, you know, a fucked up girl, but you can see the events that kind of change her life. Yeah, I, I flip flop. I love both about equally, but you can definitely just see that like. Mia Goth really cares about this character, and her portrayal of Pearl was great. So I'm going to do my nomination here. Also one you do not have, but the unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, have you seen this? I still haven't seen this one. I'm going to have okay. to give it a go. It is um, when I was running through you know, the movies I want to put in for, for this list, my nominees. Mm-hmm. Um, really what I did was I went through the movies I rated on IMDb. And I forgot I rated this so high, so I had to go and kind of refresh my memory. But mm-hmm. essentially, uh, Nicolas Cage plays himself, and he gets invited to this island by Pedro Pascal, who is just a obsessed fan. And okay. then it turns into this whole thing where he wants to be best friends with Nick Cage and, and all that stuff. He's like, oh, I want you to uh, star in a movie, stuff like that. Um, but it is a uh, comedy, action. There's some crime elements to it. Uh, okay. But a really enjoyable kind of wacky fun ride type of movie. Yeah, I'm definitely going to give this one a go. I've heard great things about it, and uh, it just seems like a good time. All right, second now, nomination, Ty. Who do you got? Okay, so I'll throw another one on there. It's on your list in Nope. Okay. And I, I went into this one. I, was, I wasn't sure if it would be as good as Get Out. And I liked us, but it wasn't as good as Get Out. So I thought I had about middle of the road expectations for this one. And I'd say I do like this one more than us. And it's almost about on par with Get Out, I'd say. I love this movie. I love space, uh, UFOs. That's all my shit. So whenever I saw that Jordan Peele was releasing a UFO-inspired horror movie, I was in from day one. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, I do need to rewatch the movie. I've only seen it once, but I still love. Like it was, it has, it leaves an impact, you know. It was, and I agree with you on uh, really all of those comments. Us was a major letdown for me. I did not enjoy that movie. Agreed. Um, Get Out was good, and I think mm-hmm. I think you're right. This was uh, about on par, if not maybe just a little below Get Out. Um, yeah. So for the third movie, uh, Peel comes in here with. Uh, you you have to enjoy it. Enjoy it. Uh, by no means did I uh, not like the movie. It was a good movie. Uh, I just did not have it in my five, I guess. Right. Um, but nope. Yeah, I'm super into the alien stuff, too. And it's a unique look at aliens, you know, because uh, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. uh, you don't really see the actual alien. You know, it's yeah. kind of like this is a ship and then they get inside of the ship and it's like you're in a bunch of curtains or something for some reason. But um, yeah. yeah, very unique look at extra 
terrestrial life. Yeah, and actually writing, like taking notes about this movie, adding it to my list, it made me like this movie even more. So I'm definitely going to go back and watch it. I know there's a lot of Easter eggs in this movie. They're like, I just love a good Easter egg, you know? So um, people thought that Nope originally stood for not of planet Earth, which, I mean, that's kind of funny, but uh, yeah, Nope, not... It's a really good movie. Love it. It it was actually it's just something they say very often. I think every main character says it at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nope. It's it, it's actually hilarious. <laughs> Remember, he drops the nope in the movie. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer are both really good in this movie. You can t- it kind of seems like they're actually related. They have that like great relationship. Yeah. Whenever they start slapping hands, we're gonna catch an alien on film. <laughs> hilarious. Uh, also in kind of a secondary ca- character, but Stephen Young. I big fan of him. Uh, I liked him in uh, The Walking Dead. He also has a few other movies on his own. Uh, sadly, uh, spoiler alert for The Walking Dead, he gets his head crushed in by a baseball bat. Um, but he, he was great in that for the first few seasons, and then that show sucked. <laughs> but That's actually way. the only scene I've ever watched from The Walking Dead was him well, getting his head crushed, I think. That's but yeah, to, to loop it back to this, that whole subplot threw me for a loop at first, but then I kind of realized, like, it's the exact same plot, the whole Jupe and his monkey, whenever he was a kid, he was on yes. the scene, he was on scenes, but then you realize, like, it's the exact same situation that's going on with the UFO is what happened in that show with the monkey, he went and killed everybody. It's, you can't tame a predator, and mankind will risk everything to get that spectacle. Uh, he exploited the monkey massacre to rise to more fame after it happened, and then he also caught the UFO, he saw the UFO, and he exploited it, and then yeah. it's the exact same thing happened. Yeah, and there's, there's little... Um foreshadowing you know early on when he's uh when they're at his i guess you can call it an amusement park carnival whatever whatever you want to call it but there's little things in the background you know little ufo ships um yeah i think even his suit had ufos on it if i'm not mistaken yeah um but yeah definitely a lot of foreshadowing that movie um yeah i i didn't put it in my top five but i agree good movie oh yeah uh, for my next one here, you didn't put it on yours, so I'm going to go with Bullet Train. Bullet Train, uh, uh, I enjoyed quite a bit, you know, going into it. Uh, I didn't have high expectations. I'm like, okay, this will be a fun movie, Brad Pitt. There's a decent amount of people in here. And I enjoyed it the whole way through. It is just nonstop chaos throughout the entire film. The fight sequences are actually very solid fight sequences and Mm -hmm. you'll realize um the reason why they were so well done is because the uh the director david uh boy leach i hope i said his name right Mm -hmm. he worked in a lot of those stunt department films on like the matrix movies john wick Ah. so all of those he was a very big part of and he brought all that knowledge he got to this movie and it showed very very well uh 300 the Bourne movies mr and mrs smith atomic blonde he's part of all of those films deadpool 2 uh, nobody so yeah all of those films where there's a lot of action a lot of fight scenes he brought that to this movie and there's hints of comedy and i laughed hard throughout that movie um a good bit i love the references to uh thomas the train that yeah. hilarious like you're a percy he's like i'm not a person <laughs> they love it so massive fan of that also fun fact about that movie 
um, that I didn't know until my brother showed me. Uh, Tangerine from that movie. Mm-hmm. Do you know what he was from? Is it Aaron Taylor Johnson that was Tangerine or is he Lemon? Uh, it is Ar- Aaron Taylor Johnson. So he was from Kick-Ass, right? Yes. Yeah. And now what? this guy, they're tam- he might be the next James Bond, which I'd 100% be cool with. I love this yeah. movie too. It's just, just shy of making my top five. I absolutely love this movie too. You're right. Everything you said, great movie. Uh, and what a glow up he had. You know, he was a little derpy kid in Kick-Ass and now he's jacked and kicking ass in this movie. And now you're, you're set. It's a possibility. He might be James Bond. So yeah, absolutely awesome. crazy. So many good, funny scenes in this movie. Great action. I think it might be based on a book too. I saw a book named bullet really? train at Barnes and Nobles. I'm not sure if it's the same thing. That's Could just be based on another bullet train, whatever, but yeah. it was. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. It was based on the book by, Oh Okay. Japanese name here. Mm-hmm. Kotaro Isaka. I hope I said mm-hmm. that correctly, but he wrote this book. Great movie. It's hilarious, too. Whenever he gets bitten by the snake twice, but he already got the anti-venom. <laughs> like, absolutely hilarious. Yeah, it, it, very good, incredible film. Uh, and I think it's now available to watch on is it Netflix or HBO Max. I think it's HBO. It's Netflix. Uh, I'm wrong. It's on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's Netflix now. It's, it's one you can throw on every day of the week and still love it, love it and watch it every night. Yeah, it, enjoyable. You know, we talk about rewatchability. That's very high up there. It's probably one of the highest rewatchability you could have for a movie. Third domination here, Ty. Or are we on four? What did I do? Uh, one, I think, two. I think, oh, yeah. yeah, we're on I three. <laughs> okay, for my third, um, let's see. I'll go with one that you have as well. Top Gun Maverick. And I mean, who would have thought that the sequel to Top Gun was the movie that brought back cinema? Absolutely. Like, I still haven't even seen the first one. It didn't even matter. This movie just kicked so much ass. <laughs> really no need to even see the first one because this movie did a great job of fluing me into what, what happened in the first one, who each character is. Yeah. I didn't expect this movie to be so, like, well-received by critics and audiences. And uh, absolutely just great action movie. This is... Tom Cruise's first movie to earn a billion dollars, which I thought was pretty wild. Wow. Uh, it makes me it makes me want to just have a mustache and have a call sign. I I don't know what my <laughs> call sign would be there. I'd have to think of something something cool. Like Mac's kind of too lame. That's just my last name. I, I don't know, it'd be like Dingo or something. Dingo. Yeah. <laughs> but um there's no doubt now that Tom Cruise is the biggest action star in the world and it's like not even close. Between this and all the last few Mission Impossible movies with uh Dead Reckoning coming. There's just no way that this guy's not the best action star in the world. He probably could have been nominated for this, but he wasn't. But um, he, he never will be, sadly. You yeah, know, there, it just it, it doesn't happen for Tom Cruise for whatever reason. Yeah. They don't take into account the fact that he's doing all of his own stunts, jumping out of planes, jumping mm-hmm. motorcycles, all that stuff. It's just insane. And then uh, uh, Miles Teller, what a great actor he's become! Like unbelievable. Between this and Whiplash, uh, yeah, I saw that. Um, Tom Cruise designed his own three-month aviation training course for all the new yeah. new actors on this movie, which is nuts. Um, just uh, crazy jet scenes as well. Everything looks great in this movie. Just a good movie. You could, anybody could watch this movie and enjoy it. Yep. And I, I think you hit on a key thing where you... It, it's nice to have seen the original one, but the fact is that movie was a while ago. Right. And not many people have seen it. I, I know it's one of my mom's favorite movies. And mm-hmm. that's probably the biggest reason I've seen it. 
Otherwise, mm-hmm. I most likely wouldn't have watched the original until this second one was uh, announced. You mm-hmm. know, because I'm like, oh, that looks good. I I should probably see the original one. But again, awesome movie, action's incredible, story is good, acting's great, and again, the dedication that they had uh, to this film shows. And and that's something you get all the time with Tom Cruise movies. I yeah. completely understand people not liking him for some of the Scientology stuff. Right. In general, he seems like a very nice dude, cares about his art, um, Mm -hmm. and he he just wants things to to succeed. And going to Miles Teller, uh, fun fact here, um, he auditioned for Elvis, and Austin Uh. Butler auditioned for Maverick. Neither of them got the parts, obviously, and they got cast as the other roles. I think it probably worked out perfectly the way it did. I can't imagine butler as rooster in this movie and yep. i can't imagine teller as elvis he kind of yeah. i think he has a little bit more of an elvis look to him than butler maybe but yeah i just uh i think it all worked out this way yeah i i think so too and i think teller got the better movie here well obviously i i just shit on elvis earlier but yeah yeah <laughs> uh, very very good movie absolutely yeah uh so i do have that as my uh nominee as well so I will go with another one that we both have. Everything, everywhere, all at once. So I this kind of felt like a gimme to put mm-hmm. on on the list. Sadly, um, obviously it's it's up for best picture. It's the favorite mm-hmm. to win best picture. It already won a bunch of rewards from the Golden Globe. So this felt like an easy one to throw in here, and it deserved it. It really did. Um, very unique. Uh, film. It's also an A24 movie, and I mm-hmm. think I would argue it's the best A24 movie. Absolutely. Um, so, again, very well done. Uh, it's nice to bring back some old faces that a lot of people from the 80s will recognize. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you have um, oh boy, uh, Data, Data from the Goonies. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, I, I know how to maybe say his name, but Kihei Kwan, something like that? Yeah, Kihei and i feel so bad not knowing how to it to uh to say his name but awesome just this comeback after decades of nothing and it wasn't trying you know i i watched um i like those actor roundtables uh Uh things and he was on there with adam sandler and brendan frazier uh austin butler and they were just talking and he was so he had so much gratitude uh, for being able to even do this film and be thought of. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, you can't feel better for the guy. Uh, Well-deserved. And I think all of the actors and actresses from that movie are nominated for something. Yeah, um, I could see them all winning, too. They all, every performance was outstanding. Yeah. I could see everybody nominated. Uh, Michelle Yeoh, obviously the lead. Him, and then Stephanie uh, Sue, who played like Jebu Tubaki. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all just great. I think Jamie Lee is also nominated for supporting. Yeah, that's right. So one of them would have to beat out the other. Yeah, sadly. Yeah, but I Uh, agree, though. Everything you said, uh, this is probably one of This is honestly one of the best movies I've ever seen. Uh, It's dramatic. It's funny, but it's also such a great original story. I'm pretty sure I cried the first time I watched it, too. It's power. It's a powerful movie. Yeah, very well done. It it hits, you know, it it hits on a lot of different feelings, right? It It really does, like. Existential dread. Yes. The, I- the IRS taxes, like <laughs> everything. 
you don't feel like you belong somewhere. You know, it felt like she felt like that. And she's looking back at her life like, hey, if I didn't take this turn on my life and left my family, maybe my life could have been better. And then it mm-hmm. all comes together against spoiler um, mm-hmm. that that's not the case. She's right where she needs to be. And right. she's with her her daughter who's having a hard time, you know, maybe struggling with her identity a little bit. Mm-hmm. Coming out as gay to her to her grandpa was a big mm-hmm. uh, plot point. Um, mm-hmm. But in the end, it all worked out. Uh, and, and speaking of the grandpa Gong Gong, um, the Gong reason Gong. I, I recognized him, he's the um, I wonder host if you're going to recognize him for the same thing I did. Go in ahead. Seinfeld? Oh, okay. No, I was thinking Balls of Fury. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's in that too. But, Such a random yeah. pool. <laughs> um, he's in Seinfeld. He looked exactly the same. And this was yeah. 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, I know he's like a legendary, like, like, uh, actor. I just, he's, he's, he's been in plenty of things. Oh, yeah. Uh, voice acting as well. He's Mr. Ping in Kung Fu Panda. Oh, okay. Uh, he he was definitely in, sounded familiar too. Yep. Mulan, the, the original one, not the crappy remake. Ah. Avatar. Who is he in Avatar? Huh. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, so he's in quite a few things. And, and now that I'm looking at like his uh, filmography, he does a ton of voice acting. Man, he's like, what, 90 something? He's still just killing yeah, he's it. For his be. Easily got to be 90 something. But uh, to circle back around, there's just so many great scenes in this movie, too. Like the fanny pack fight. I have a couple written down that were hilarious. hilarious. Really stood out to me. Um, in between jumping around multiverses, whenever there's the hot dog fingers, that's <laughs> yeah. so random. What a random pool that is! And then also, uh, the universe where they're just rocks, no speaking, yeah. dead silent, just subtitles and rocks with googly eyes on them. Yeah, that's what you need to do to get nominated for best picture. <laughs> just put googly eyes on a rock. And, and I saw that they're actually selling rocks now with the googly eyes on. Googly eyes oh, on. Yeah, you got to make that cash. That's hilarious. The pet uh, rock. It's coming back. The pet rock. Fun fact, this movie was originally written for Jackie Chan and then offered to Michelle Yeoh. Interesting. So it was going to be a male lead. Yeah, I think we'd be looking at a very different movie if we, it was Jackie Chan instead of Michelle Yeoh. I think it would have been interesting if Jackie... I, again, we, I just talked about how happy I was for, for Kay. Uh, but if Jackie Chan played uh, Waymond. Yeah. I think um, we could see like a ja- I could have seen like a Jackie Chan resurgence if he would have been in it, but um, I do think there's another Rush Hour movie coming out. <laughs> Chris Tucker coming back? Yeah, I think so. Awesome, I love it. And then just one more note I had about this: uh, this A twenty four's highest grossing film. It beat out Hereditary as their new okay. highest grossing film, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, good for them. Oh yeah, Ty, your last nominee. My last nominee that we don't care is the Batman. Uh, to me, this is the best Batman movie. I know. I don't know if we agree Ooh. with that. Uh, I love all the Christian Bale ones, but uh, to me, this could have been, this was just a great psychological thrill, let alone if it had that Batman skin on it or not. Paul Dano was great as the Riddler. Uh, Robert Pattinson. I'm a huge Robert Pattinson guy. I have been for years. I defended him whenever people tell me he's a bad actor. I've defended him. Uh, you know who you are. Taste friends, I defended Robert Pattinson, <laughs> and now he's the Batman killing it. He's great in Tenet, and now he's the Batman. Uh, but yeah, a gritty second-year Batman, just what a cool story it was. Uh, Dano's Riddler based on the Zodiac Killer. Love that whole timeline. That's such, like, the Zodiac movie's great, too, but this 
had its own Zodiac uh, vibe to it. The soundtrack and the score for this movie are perfect too. Mm-hmm. Um, Nirvana with the something in the way. I mean, who wasn't mm-hmm. listening to that for weeks after this movie? I was already a huge Nirvana guy, but like, geez, oh man, everybody wanted to listen to that. Um, and actually, Matt Reeves, he based Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne on Kurt Cobain. Uh, he compared his rise to fame through, uh, like Kurt Cobain's rise of fame through uh, Pattinson's rise of fame through coming up in movies like Twilight. Um, so yeah, he finally shook that Twilight stank off, and now he's just a great Batman killing it. Uh, Colin Farrell, nominated for Banshees of Inisherin, but also unbelievable in this movie as the Penguin. Uh, he's been on a tear lately, but then he's going to have his own spinoff series, which is going to lead to the sequel to this movie. Uh, so that's going to be great. And then the whole like ARG based around this movie too, with the Riddler and all that, that's just something you don't see too often either. It kind of reminded me of like back in the day with like Cloverfield. You remember that? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just love this movie. I think, I think he's a great Batman, a, young, a great young Batman, as emo as he is. And uh, I loved it. So I'm going to completely disagree that it's the best Batman. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm still on that dark Knight train. Um, I, not, not, I won't say all of them, but definitely just the Dark Knight, Heath Ledger, Bale, uh, Michael Caine, love it. Um, it. It's gritty, not as gritty as uh, the Batman, the one we're just talking about, mm-hmm. um, but I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you. I think Pattinson is a better actor. You know, he was a kid actor, teenage actor. You know, he has to do what he's given. It's not his yeah. fault he got put into Twilight. And yeah, he we did mentioned everything on this episode, too. Harry Potter uh, with Cedric Diggory. Cedric Diggory, there he is. That's right. Yeah, and that's when I see him, that's who I think of. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, he had to get killed by Voldemort. I don't think I had to say uh, spoiler alert before that. That's been a while now. I think there's there's like a timeline. Like, if it's been X many years, I don't have to tell you it's a spoiler. Yeah, I feel like if anybody's listening to a podcast about movies and you haven't seen that movie, then really, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, just quit listening. We're we're Harry Potter fans here. Uh, yeah, no, completely agree. Everything you said, great acting around all around, very gritty. Uh, I do have a gripe with a little bit how long it was, just mm-hmm. because I felt like there were some filler scenes. Um, and maybe that's part of it. You know, I, that, that, that could be fine. Um, mm-hmm. Paul Dano again, a hundred percent with you with the uh, the Zodiac killer vibe he gave off. My only problem, and this is such a stupid problem to have with it, in his videos when I would look at him, he looked like the green bastard from Trailer Park Boys. Oh, yeah, he really did. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, no. And now that's in my head. But either way, it it was a a brutal movie. You know, it was. It was was gritty. Like we said before, gritty is a perfect way to kind of sum this movie up. Yeah. And there was talks of it being rated R, and I think they should have done it. They should have went. For I it. think it would have made it stand out in compare. It would have made it stand out and compared to those other Batman movies too, to make it maybe exactly. take it that extra that extra step, you know, and compared to the Christian Bale Dark Knight movies. Uh, I think rating anything that's going to be rated R would really set it apart from like like how they did with Joker, and then they could have connected the movies. Right. Exactly. Uh, but the Batman two, twenty twenty five release date. Wow, so far from now. Oh my yeah, gosh. That's a shame. That is so far from now. Um, do I have one more? I do. I do have one more nomination here. Um, Glass Onion. This came in uh late 
in, in the year, but it is a can you call it a sequel? Yeah, I would say it's a sequel. It's a okay. knives glass and a knives out mystery. Okay. All right, fair enough. Um yeah. but it, it can also stand alone. You don't have to know anything about knives out. Not at all. Um so this was very well done. It has a guy that you said you already like with Batista in there. Um, oh yeah. Just a a, a witty film, c- comedic. Um it, it was enjoyable the whole way through, action packed. And sometimes I have problems with those movies that will like go forward with the the timeline and then start going back and then piecing everything mm-hmm. together. Sometimes those movies don't do so well. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one I think did it very well because it made sense. You have the investigator of Daniel Craig. He's trying to p- put all the pieces together. He's doing mm-hmm. it right here. You're literally watching him put the pieces together and tell you what happened with him. Uh, spoiler alert, getting uh, the girl who was supposed to be dead. Um, to the island, shocking everyone and and sh- revealing it, that this was his entire plan the the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. Lot lots of people in this one as well. Uh, if you are a fan of Fight Club, you oh, got yeah. your, you got your boy in there, and he uh, Edward Norton. And there's there's little nods to Fight Club, which I like. Like they have the painting of him from Fight Club in his uh, mansion. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, well done movie, enjoyable, funny. And uh, I I can't say the quote unquote twist was that shocking, but it was right. well done enough that it wasn't like, oh, well, that's stupid. Yeah, I agree. I completely love this movie. It just missed my list as well. Uh, having Nope and then this was right behind it. This was like that stick. This is that six spot. Uh, I don't think it's as good as the first Knives Out just because I, it's going to be tough to top that bar. But it was a great movie. I liked it a lot. And it it almost felt like because the twist, there wasn't really like a twist. It was happening right there in front of right. you that you didn't get that same kind of feeling after watching it. But at the same time, that's the whole point of the movie. It's a glass onion. You can see exactly what's happening. As it's happening. All the layers. All the layers are right there. <laughs> cool. So, Ty, I think that is our five nominees each. So consensus, consensus nominations are going to be Top Gun Maverick, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Bullet Train, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, Glass Onion, The Batman, X, and Pearl. We're considering that one thing. And Nope. Now, uh, quickly, let's just go through some movies that we thought about putting into our uh, top five. Mm -hmm. That maybe just didn't make that. So I'll I'll start here with with my three. Uh, The Batman was in my Mm -hmm. honorable mentions. I really thought about. I flipped a couple times between Glass Onion and The Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, I just went with Glass Onion because of the uh, enjoyment factor. That That's kind of what I was focusing on here. I think the Batman is a better movie, if that makes sense. But uh-huh. I enjoyed Glass Onion more. Right. Um, and th- th- that's a weird thing to kind of differentiate between, but that that's how I thought about it. It is. And that's why these lists are, you know, kind of are, are their objective. You know, it's whatever you like yes. more. And we get to talk about it. That's another big thing. Like, we could put this out as a list of people who are like, oh, you're a fucking idiot. That's wrong. You know? Yeah. It, it's whatever. Uh, yeah. Second, it's what we like. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, second here, I have the menu. Uh, also came in late in 2022. Just mm-hmm. a unique kind of uh, thriller movie. Uh, worth a watch. It's out there on HBO Max right now. And then mm-hmm. finally, Hustle. Um, this, I, I really did enjoy this movie. I'm a, I think we both are 
big Adam Sandler fans, you know, oh, growing yeah. up on on uh, Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, you know, those that that's our life. And I Absolutely. really, really enjoy seeing him uh, getting the the uh, notice that he's not just a comedic actor. He can do things like uh, the uncut gems. He can mm-hmm. do things like hustle where, yeah, he's still a goofy guy. He's a goofy character, mm-hmm. but it is a very well done acting role. And and that's what I saw from him in hustle. I'm not the biggest basketball fan. So maybe that's uh-huh. why it didn't resonate as well with me, but he mm-hmm. is. And if yeah. you are into basketball, you'll know a lot more of these people than I did, um, uh-huh. but still overall good movie. Yeah, I love that movie, too. I forgot all about it until you just now brought it up. That was a great movie, and he is such a fan of basketball in real life. You can tell he really likes it yes. and really came through in this movie. And then there is a bunch of NBA stars in it, too. All-around great movie. So, okay, I'll go ahead and hop into mine as well. I had Glass Onion, which we just talked about. Uh, my second one was Barbarian, which yeah. that was one that I didn't get to catch in theaters, but then when I finally did watch it, I was blown away. I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was going to be a horror movie about two people Booked at, double booked at an Airbnb at the same time. I thought I thought Skarsgård <laughs> was going to be a weirdo, whatever. No, he's completely just taken out of the equation instantly almost, right off the bat, and then it becomes something completely different. If yeah, anybody yeah. hasn't checked this movie out yet, I would say definitely do. Um, after that, I had Bullet Train, which we talked in length about what a great movie that was. And then I had The Northman, uh, which was really good Viking, another Skarsgård movie. Different Skarsgård, though. Uh Really good Viking kind of epic movie, I'd say. Um, then I had one, Bodies, 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 which is another in the same vein as Glass. I mean, it's another whodunit, but it kind of takes that genre and kind of like flips it around. So if you haven't watched that one yet, I definitely recommend it. And then like just missing my list, I would say this is like an honorable mention to the honorable mentions with Avatar 2. Okay. Uh, awesome. Those barely made it in. I quick note on Barbarian. Uh, another fun fact there, uh, if you know, do you know who directed it and wrote that? Was it Ty West? No, I don't know. Zach Krager from The Whitest Kid You Know. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so random, right? Yeah, so he's doing horror movies now. That. That's yeah. a lot of guys. A lot of these com- comedy guys know how to do a horror movie. Yeah, they probably have some fucked up thoughts. I mean, there's a lot of shit they put into The Whitest Kids You Know that were kind of dark (laughs) oh yeah all right ty so let's go through these movies we are going to say where we rank them we're going to take the average and that's going to create our consensus rank for our best movies of 2022 all right so here we go for our consensus rankings we are going to be listing what we put uh individually and then we will get our consensus ranking so let's start with um let's start with X Pearl. Ty, where did you put that? On that one, I'm going to put it number three. Number three. All right. And uh, this is out of eight. Yeah. Uh, um, so uh, speaking of that, Ty, I did end up with it at eight. Um, oh, okay. Out of this list, uh, again, I enjoyed this. Um, mm-hmm. But comparing it to the rest of them, it it just wasn't up there for me in terms of enjoyment. Now, for in terms of like actual good movie, mm-hmm. then I think it's probably more of a top five. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like this movie wasn't on your list, so it's going to be lower down in the consensus. And just like exactly. the couple that weren't on my list are also going to be lower down in the consensus. That's just kind of how we rank them. But yeah, 
And, and, and let's do that. So uh, unbearable weight of massive talent. That was not on your list. That was on mine. I had it at five. Okay. And, um, I, is it fair for you to give a rating since you haven't seen it? I would say no. And honestly, that's why it's at eight for me. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Let, let's just, let's just do that. Yeah. Um, next one here, Ty, let's go. Um, let's go glass onion. Uh, since we okay, both, uh, you had that in honorable mentions and I had it in my five. Yeah. Glass onion, my five as well. Okay. All right. Uh, it's number five. Very cool. I uh, I have it here at four, so that's going to put an average of four and a half for us. Nice. Uh, just I'm just going through the list here now. The Batman, I ended up with it at six. I had a really tough time going between the Batman and the unbearable weight of massive talent. Um, mm-hmm. But given that unbearable weight was in my uh, nominations, I felt like I was obligated to but they are mm-hmm. very very close they're they're also very different films yeah um, definitely. So one, one's kind of comedic ridiculous the other one very gritty but mm-hmm. super interesting um so yeah. hard to compare those yeah definitely hard to compare them they're all like they're not there's no bad movie on these lists yeah. it's just kind of where they end up being on our rank on our like personal ranking so i had batman at two very nice okay that puts it yeah. at Four. So, um, based on those so far, right now the Batman is in the lead, uh, followed by Glass Onion, uh, X slash Pearl, and then the unbearable weight of massive talent. All right. Next one here, Ty. Let's get into some of these top ones. Uh, nope. Where did you have that? Nope. I ended up at six on Nope. Okay. Uh, I, I was pretty similar here. Uh, I was at seven for Nope. Yeah, which is kind of weird because it, it, it was in my top five and Glass Onion wasn't, but based on these other ones, I had to put it a little bit lower. But uh, yeah, like we said, there's not really a bad movie on this list. That's just kind of where it's going to end up being. Yeah, fair enough. So that's going to have it tied here with Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ty, we're down to the last three. Um going to try not to assume where we got these but let's go maverick where do you have maverick maverick ended up being my four it was tough to pick between that that and x and pearl and then like the batman as like Mm -hmm. two three four but um yeah four is i think a good spot for it okay i i ended it with three so also very close here and now Mm -hmm. uh that is our number one consensus so far with just bullet train and everything all at once left so let's go bullet train okay yeah since bullet train wasn't on my top five i had it at seven it could have it could have been it could have easily been like a five or six but since x and pearl or since uh glass onion and nope were either on my list or just off Uh my list bullet train ended up being at seven for me okay ty so big reveal i had bullet train at number one Oh, okay. Yeah, so a little, little bit of a wild card here, but I, I did think about it, and I, just the amount of enjoy, enjoyment, amusement I got out of this film from start to finish really stood out. Um, mm-hmm. Again, this we're going to spoil this own this our own rankings here, but that puts everything everywhere all at once at number two for me. But they were both great start to finish, Absolutely. and it was really, really, really tough for me to to pick between the two. Um, mm-hmm. I recently wa- rewatched everything everywhere all at once uh, mm-hmm. about a week ago. 
And again, I enjoyed it the second time as well. Um, However, super, super close. Um, Mm -hmm. But I did end up with Bullet Train at one, everything, everywhere, all at once at number two. Okay. And that means everything, everywhere, all at once for me is number one. Okay. So reading that off, as consensus, everything, everywhere, all at once is our number one film for 2022. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Yeah. Again. We can't say anything else we haven't already said. Great film, start to finish. Um, mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. For number two, that puts Maverick at number two. Okay, um, that's fair. Again, solid movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, for We have a tie for third between Bullet Train and The Batman. Um, I think that's again, a pretty good plot to be in. That's like, they're two, they're two different movies, but I, Bullet Train is just so rewatchable. I think... It's the most rewatchable movie on this list. Sure. Um, it, again, very different movies, right? So it, it's mm-hmm. difficult really to compare. Right. Um, but yes, uh, so that puts that there at tied for number three. Number four on our consensus, Glass Onion. Uh, just barely, barely. Only a half point behind Bullet Train and The Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then tie, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, for fifth place, we had X and Pearl. Again, very different movies than all these, but they're all super enjoyable. Um, oh, yeah. Cool. I think that's a good place for it to end up. Yeah, not a bad movie on this list, but definitely all different movies. And then Nope and Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent are going to tie for six. Um, however, I, I will say... Um, it's kind of not fair to put unbearable weight in there just because you have not seen it. So I think it's, I think it's fair to say Nope finishes ahead of it. Okay. Yeah, I, I could agree. I'm going to watch unbearable way of mass town, especially after hearing how well you liked it. Yeah. But yeah, Nope, Nope is a, uh, is a good one. Awesome. Well, Ty, that will do it for this episode. Our favorite films of 2022 be interesting to see uh, what ends up happening here at the Oscars. I, I odds are favored for them having the same uh, best picture as we did with everything everywhere all at once. And again, I think it's, it's well-deserved at that point. Absolutely. Well, awesome. I definitely think, yeah, I definitely think we got some movies coming up to watch and I'm excited for it, man. We'll see what we're going to do next. And next time we'll be Next week, we're going to start doing weekly shows, uh, releasing them, I believe, on Fridays. Fridays are when movies yeah. comes out. It might as well be yeah. when our, ours comes out. Love it. So we'll check everyone next time. See you later. Thanks, guys. See you.